All right, welcome to The Money Puzzle. I am Brian Ramsey, and sitting right next to me is Aaron McAndrew, the other uh, one of our other partners in the firm. We have two other partners, Chris Vaughn, who's sitting right over there sipping on his uh, – it's not bourbon today, believe it or not. Uh, and then we have Eric Douglas, who's back there in his office probably working. Uh, so anyway, today is all about risk management. This is something that uh, we have a dedicated meeting uh, for every single year. Uh, and the reason we did that was because we often find when we have conversations with – prospective clients that come in and we ask how often have you had a conversation around risk and they say hardly ever to some degree they might say well you know we talk about portfolio risk or something like that but for the most part there's not a dedicated meeting where we're specifically addressing risk every year Uh, that is something that is a little bit unique to our firm we actually have a meeting and it happens to be this time of year so we're sort of wrapping up uh, those meetings right now and we're going to transition into our third meeting of the year, which happens to be around tax planning. And so we thought we would do a show based on just content or information or conversations that we've had around risk uh, throughout the summer, because that's when we have that dedicated meeting. So Aaron, what types of risks do we have uh, or do we discuss with clients when they come in? Uh, there's several. One, uh, investment risk is, yep. you know, kind of goes goes in line with what we talk about most of the time. Um, but most clients have assets that they need to protect as well. So um, there's asset risk. And then uh, one that a lot of people don't think about very often is loss of income. So, um, you know, what would happen if and when the time comes that they couldn't work and they, uh, you know, would lose that income stream that they use to be able to pay for their bills or uh, support their family or whatnot. So we talk about that. And then the other one that we uh, also mention a lot is the uh, the loss of a life. So if something was to happen right. uh, to somebody suddenly, uh, and they and it also could go along with protecting an asset too, because uh, if they had a mortgage or something like that, or a larger asset that they're pay- were kind of paying off, uh, and a family, they could leave money back to help cover those expenses and and that burden. Right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to tackle all four of those. Um, so let's first talk about a disability, because that's one that we find that most people hardly ever address. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only really pertains to someone that's in the accumulation phase of life. So there's, we always talk about this. There's three phases of life during your financial life. There's the accumulation phase, which is, uh, working all the way up to the point to when you retire. Uh, that's the accumulation phase of life. That's where we're talking about, uh, the disability insurance is incredibly important. And then we transition from there to the income phase of life. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. And, uh, and then we'll, uh, the third phase of life is the distribution, which is who gets your stuff after you're gone, right? right. All right, so disability insurance, we can tackle this one pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So give us, uh, give us a little rundown of what disability insurance – I mean, I think most people know, but you never know. So what does disability insurance typically do, and how much does it typically cover? So disability insurance <clears> – excuse me. Disability insurance is is insurance that in case something was to happen to you where you're not able to go to work, perform your uh, daily duties, uh, and you had to, you know, you weren't you weren't able to do what you're supposed to do anymore, then you're it helps replace that income and it doesn't cover a hundred percent of what that income would be. Typically what we see on these policies is it would cover up to like 60% of what their uh, income replacement or what their income was at that point. in time. Right. 
Um, so and a lot of times this, these types of policies are available through your workplace. So, you know, there's standalone disability policies, uh, but there's also uh, group disability policies that could be uh, a little cheaper, um, but also may not have some of the bells and whistles that the standalone policies have uh, on them, uh, but they're offered a lot of times through your workplace. Yeah, that is by far the least expensive way to do it is through your workplace. And it'll cover between 60 and 65%, yeah. something like that. Um, we did have a client that came in not too long ago that was a very high income earner and they're going to cap you out. So you can't, uh, this guy was making five, $600,000 a year. You're not going to get that much in replacement income. They're going to cap you out between 15 and 20,000 a month. However, uh, for those that have lower income limits than that, the only piece that I will tell you is if you get a policy from your work policy and you want to add your own policy to it you're you're uh you're not you're not going to get that in addition to right so you can't get 66 or 60 percent of your pay and then trying to get an additional 60 percent of your pay if you get disabled so in other words you're making essentially more than what you were making that doesn't happen they're going to limit you if you get a a, uh, a standalone policy as you yep. refer to it in addition to it's only going to get you up to maybe 70 percent 72 percent of your comp so it, it doesn't quite so there are some uh, there are some limitations to it, but it's a great if you are someone that has disability uh, or is worried about uh, becoming disabled and you want disability insurance, call us. will walk you through that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump on to uh, life insurance because this is a big one. It's, yeah, this is this so. Is big. Yep. So disability is you're incapacitated uh, and you're not dead, so you're still making you're still yep. making uh, should be making a living for your family. Yep. That covers that piece. But let's transition to where you pass away. And now you need what? So we have, uh, I'll walk you through this. Uh, well, you know that you know this. So we have a three-step process that we walk clients through uh, when it comes to any life insurance uh, needs that you have. Number one, we need to determine uh, what the purpose is. And purpose, there's three categories. And I don't care what it is that you come up with. It falls into one of these three categories. Number one is replacement of income. Number two is debt reduction. So take care of all my debt. And number three is legacy planning. Come up with any excuse you need for life insurance. It's going to fall in one of those three categories. So that's step number one is we have to determine what the purpose is. Once you determine what the purpose is, then you transition to step two. Step two is calculating the amount that you need. This is not just a wholesale. How many times do we hear this? Get a million dollars. Right. Get two million dollars. And I'm going to give you a good example of that in just a minute. But that's not how you do it. You actually calc there's a calculation that you can walk through to determine what the amount that you actually need. So that's step number two. Step number three is to determine what type of insurance you need. Either term, meaning for a specific time period, or permanent insurance, meaning it's in place, it's going to pay out no matter what, no matter how long you live. Now, I will tell you this as a disclosure. I've been doing this for a long time. I've done hundreds, I don't know, hundreds of plans. I'm probably close to 200 at this point. Not one time in my career have I ever done a financial plan or done any insurance analysis, life insurance analysis, where I have come up with the need is for permanent insurance. Never happened. Now, are there exceptions? Yes. Yes. Uh, people sometimes want that legacy planning. I want X amount of dollars to go to my alma mater. I want X amount of dollars to, come, to go to my kids. No matter what happens to me, I understand that. That's where permanent insurance comes into play. But when it comes to a need-based 
in life insurance planning, I've never come up with uh, permanent insurance as a as, as an option. Now, the other thing I'll say, and then we're going to walk through, uh, we're going to walk through some other things. The other thing I will say that if you, well, I, I, that's an example I'm going to bring up. Say, go ahead, you were getting ready to say something. Well, I was going to piggyback off of what yeah. you just said, where you haven't come up with that need. When we're talking about traditional permanent life insurance, I would agree. But a lot of the way it's that I've used life insurance in these plans now is these hybrid policies. Absolutely. And we're not talking about that right now, but that is another right. reason why we would use it. And then that's where permanent does make a lot of sense because there's life insurance policies that have long-term care uh, benefits. Um, you know, they've got... Uh, Benef- they've got other living benefits that are that are there. Yep. But also, you get the life benefit if something was to happen um, to you that their money would be able to be passed on tax free. So that that is a permanent type of life insurance uh, policy that that can make sense in a plan depending on the client. And we do a fair number of that. We do a fair number of that. We, yep. we do a, we do a lot of that. We use permanent insurance. Don't think that we don't. We do. Yeah. It's just when you're talking about basic need planning for life insurance, it almost never comes up to GD permit life insurance. Why? Because the majority of the time, it's either income replacement or debt reduction. It's one of those two. Now, are there more advanced situations where we're trying to create, be creative to come up with long-term care insurance? Absolutely. And that's where life insurance can play a huge role. Yeah. I just sold one, I don't know, two months ago to a client. that That's, that's essentially what we were doing was – Finding a hybrid policy to provide light, uh, long-term care insurance, long, uh, specific long-term care insurance was way too expensive, and so we went the uh, the life insurance route, which can make a ton of sense. But it's not it's not for everybody. It's for a specific type of planning. Right. Okay? All right. So, uh, but now, let me give you an example of life insurance. So we had a client that just came in. Eric and I, I actually sat down with him. And uh, he and his wife came in, and they were talking about uh, needing life insurance. So this is sort of a get-to-know-the-client. They were fairly new. And so we had gone through their cash flow planning, and then we transitioned over to risk management. So we were talking about all the things we're talking about right now, investment risk, uh, loss of life risk, um, disability risk, uh, property and casualty risk. We're talking about all this stuff. So we got on the subject talking about life insurance. And... He said, hey, well, I uh, met with a life insurance guy, and he told me I needed $2 million worth of life insurance. Okay, great. So we walked him through our process and said, all right, he may be right. Yep. No, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I take that back. He had, he had said it was a half a million dollars. I'm, I'm getting it backwards. It was a half a million bucks, and he was selling him a permanent life insurance policy. Okay? And it, and it was actually a pretty good rate. I mean, it was good policy. Good rate, all that stuff. And I was like, okay, great. That's fine. Let's walk through the process. So we did. We sat down and said, what's the need? And he was, his wife was a stay-at-home wife. And um, he, was a, he was a breadwinner and, and made quite a bit of money. He was making about $400,000 a year, total comp. And so he was, I don't know, 48, 49 years old, almost 50 years old. And so the, the crazy thing was we walked through the pro- three-step process. What's the need? They wanted all the debt re- gone and then... About 40, 30, 40% of replacement of income uh, would have been fine for them because he didn't live a big lifestyle. Um, And so we, and then we did the math. When you do the math on him, it was almost $2 million. Just shy of $2 million is what he needed. Okay. So, uh, and then, and then we would 
we just said, okay, either perm or, or permanent insurance or temporary insurance. He only needed term insurance. That's all he needed. And so the funny thing was, number the two funny things that came out of it, number one, totally the wrong amount of insurance. So he was woefully un, uninsured. Um, so the half million dollar policy wouldn't even have wouldn't have got his wife anywhere near to where they needed to be. Uh, it would have barely paid off all the debt, um, but it wouldn't have provided any replacement of income at all. Right. Okay, and so the other the other thing that was ironic was because his wife was a stay at home spouse, the life insurance guy said, "Well, she doesn't need the life insurance. She's not she's not in, uh, she's not employed." And then we turned around and said, that's 100% not the case. Right, yeah. And, in fact, we, we suggested that he uh, put, I don't know, 750000 or I think that's what it was, 750000 on her term insurance. It's cheap. It was less than 1000 bucks a year. So it's it super inexpensive. But that's the point is when you walk through a process, a, a, a set process of determining the purpose, determining the amount, determining the type, I can promise you that's the proper way to invest in life insurance. Yeah, and on top of that, not once you get through that process and you get your your life insurance and the amount and you purchase that, reevaluating that periodically because your life changes. All, you know, your needs change, Absolutely. things happen, you have kids, you move, you get a larger home, you take on uh, more debt, whatnot. Um, things change and that's the biggest what you're talking about with somebody being woefully underinsured. A $500,000 life ins- term life insurance policy may have been great for somebody when they were 25 years old. And right. Now they're 35 years old and haven't taken a look at their life insurance policy or haven't, haven't, uh, haven't done any r- review on their, on their risk. And now you figure out they need $2 million or, or yep. you know, whatnot. So that's why we do this. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing I'm going to tell you about life insurance, and if you don't listen to anything else we say during this entire podcast or you're taking notes – uh, put a big asterisk by this comment right here. If you go see a life insurance sales guy, I can promise you one thing. He may or may not get the number right as far as the value. He may or may not, you know, whatever. But I can guarantee he's not going to sell you term insurance. Why? Because you can't make a living selling term insurance. The majority of what we do, overwhelming majority of the, ter- of the policies we write are term because it's the right thing for the client. We don't really make a whole lot on it, but it's the right thing for the client. So if you go see a specific sell, uh, uh, life insurance sales guy, not going to sell you a term because you can't make a living. So they're going to push permanent insurance on you, and they're going to make it sound awesome, like the greatest investment in the world. And I can tell you right now, I can show you that if whatever you're paying for your permanent insurance, I can sell you, or we can show you, the same amount of death benefit in a term policy, reinvest the difference in premium per year, and you're going to be far wealthier in 10, 15, 20 years than you ever would by putting money into a permanent policy. And if you don't believe me, call me, come in, and I'll show you exactly what we're talking about. Um, I, I just, I, it just baffles me to no end. Um, and there's a, there's a group here in town that, uh, and it's, you know, they, all they do is sell permanent insurance. It drives me nuts because uh, we see policies come in. You're like, you don't need that. You don't even need that. Um, but anyway, on, on, on with that. Now, so the, the other piece that we're going to talk about uh, kind of briefly here is about investment risk, right? Um, so why is it we talk about investment risk and what's going on in today's world that involves 
uh, investment risk. So it's funny you ask that because uh, if we were to ask this question to clients uh, on market years that we've got stock market up 20 plus percent, you got moderate portfolios up 15, 16 percent, um, you know, and you're asking the client, you're doing the risk assessment with them and everybody's good with it. Yeah. You know, I want to be more aggressive is really the answer you get. But when you look at market years like this year where we're dealing with something that we haven't seen in a long time, um, you know, and you've got portfolios, we get the bond market down, you get the stock market down, you got portfolios down 20 plus percent, you got moderate portfolios down in the teens, um, you know, and now you're reassessing investment risk and you got people that are saying, oh, well, I'm a little antsy about this. Right. So that goes in in line as to why we do this because while we know through the plan that there's going to be ups and downs through the way and we plan for long term not for one year not for three months or six months or whatnot period of time but we help build insurance into this port into portfolios to help protect a portion of that portfolio against uh market risk so yeah absolutely and again that's exactly what aaron just said there is investment risk with any in anything you invest in, there's risk associated with that. Now, you can minimize that the best you can. You can't 100% escape it. You can't. Um, but we can, best, we can minimize that the best we can. That is why we dedicate a meeting every single year to talking about risk. And part of the conversation around risk is, is portfolio risk. We have specific software that we use to analyze portfolio risk. And when somebody comes in, this especially this time of year, which is really sort of our May through August kind of meeting, uh, middle of the year, we literally sit down with every single client and say, here's your risk score. Is that still appropriate? Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't believe there are people that said, yeah, I actually want to change that. Yeah. Okay, great. It's a great time to do it. Let's get it changed. Like I said, on aggressive years, they want to be more aggressive. Right. And on you know years that it's not, uh, the market's not performing well, they want to be more conservative. So, right. It it does change. Uh, risk tolerance does change, but these are these are especially good years to assess what someone's true risk tolerance is. Right. Um, because you know years. You know, I think you would agree that what we've seen in the last ten or twelve years with market um, performance has been an, an anomaly. I mean, we don't typically see you know S and P five hundred averaging sixteen percent since I think two thousand and nine is the statistic that I right. saw. And that that's high. Everybody wants to be aggressive when you see you know years like that yeah for sure this this kind of puts risk back into check yeah so yeah and so I, I guess the point of this conversation is really it is all about risk you need to have a specific conversation about risk loss of investment risk uh property risk um uh, loss of income risk there's all this good stuff that we that we you know we continue to talk about um because it's incredibly important to make sure that you're covered and then you have the proper amount of coverage, which leads us to our fourth point and our last point. We'll do this kind of quickly is we actually partnered with McCormick Advantage. And you guys, if you haven't seen that video, uh, we did a podcast with Heather McCormick, which is one of the principals. Uh, she's actually located here in our office. But the reason we partnered with Heather and her, her, her husband, Chris, is because we want to make sure our uh, clients are covered from all aspects of risk. So we've got everything covered. The one thing we didn't have was property and casualty. We want to make sure that your uh, life insurance, I'm sorry, your auto insurance, insurance and homeowner's insurance, your umbrella policy are all matching uh, the 
coverage limits that you have and that we also want to make sure that you're paying a fair price for that particular coverage. Because really when it comes down to it, you just want to pay the minimum for the for the best coverage, right? Right. Um, and so that that's what – so every single year uh, around this time, we ask clients to give us copies of their current coverage. Or if they're already with us, then we just have Heather, hey, we have Mr. Miss Smith coming in. Can you just re- go back and, you know, and, and uh, do an evaluation? She'll do the evaluation, provide us a report. We talk about it. If it's someone that is not currently uh, with Heather and Chris, then we ask them to bring in their policies. Heather puts a great uh, analysis together on what their current coverage is versus what they could pay somewhere else. And I will tell you, we're saving people. I don't know, Chris, what we have somebody came in the other day, it was thousands of dollars, right? 1300. Yeah, 1300 bucks we saved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and we increased their coverage limits for that. And so, but we still saved them 1300 bucks. Um, so again, uh, property casualty is huge, along with everything else that, uh, that we do uh, during our risk management uh, meeting. So any final thoughts? No, I think that covers it. I mean, one thing uh, added to them is uh, another big reason why we like working with them is that they're independent uh, agents, yep. just like we are as independent advisors. So they're not held captive. They don't. Uh, they're not. They don't have any loyalty to one particular uh, insurance firm. So they can do yep. a true assessment as, as to looking at price, coverage, and all of the above um, on insurance needs. Yep, exactly. All right. So I know we kind of covered everything. We tried to do it fairly quick. Uh, but if you have any interest in talking about risk management, or if you're with an advisor that doesn't specifically have a risk management meeting every year with you where we're talking about full risk management, uh, you need to come and see us because that is something that we dedicate to. We think it's that important, and it is that important. Mm-hmm. It's just other advisors don't put the emphasis on that, and we do. So uh, make sure you uh, come in and, and uh, or give us a call. Come in and meet with us. We're happy to do a complimentary risk management review if that's what you want. Just kind of kick the tires with us. We'd love to walk you down that path. Um, if you don't, if you haven't had a chance to watch any of our other podcasts, and you're just kind of picking us up, go back to uh, go to our website. Uh, after, I think uh, Mr. Producer or Miss uh, Producer will put that in after we do the editing, or maybe it's already in there. But anyway, just check it out. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts. Go to YouTube. I think it's his video. You can uh, catch all our uh, YouTube videos as well. Uh, we also have a TV show that comes on every week called The Money Puzzle. Right now, it comes on ABC at 1030s on Saturday mornings. That is scheduled to change, or at least we're trying to get it changed right now to uh, our NBC affiliate, we think, we hope. Uh, we also have another podcast we do that's fun. Uh, it's called uh, Burgers and Bourbon. We really, that's the title of it, but uh, I think we were calling it more, you know, Friday at the Firm. <laughs> but anyway, we take a bourbon every week and review it, give you, give you our opinion on it. It's kind of fun, just kind of a fun little thing. Make sure you check that out. Uh, but either way, when you're on your favorite listening device or uh, software or whatever app or whatever you want to call it, or if you're YouTube, just make sure you hit the subscribe button so you'll get all of our new content. We push that out on a weekly basis. And uh, just make sure you like and subscribe and actually and forward it. Forward it to your other friends that may have an interest in anything that we're talking about. Um, and I guess that's it. I guess that's it for this week. We will catch you guys next week on The Money Puzzle.
The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as Independent Financial Partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing business as IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as Independent Financial Partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.